Hi, and welcome to the five minute check-in. I'm very excited about our subject today, which is the screening and treatment for hepatitis C and a lot of the new efforts going on here in Common Spirit Health. Hepatitis C is something I've been treating for my whole career. And at this moment in time, we're at a real important point where we can make a real impact on our patients. Also, if you wanna take a deeper dive into hepatitis C, just go to the QR code in your email or on your screen, and there's a nice full discussion and grand rounds on hepatitis C. Also, I just wanna mention, there's a lot of uh, five-minute check-ins that'll be coming your way shortly. Uh, in the next episode, we're going to be looking at the upcoming flu, COVID, and RSV as those come into our communities as we hit the fall. We can try to answer all the questions about what vaccines one should be taking. We'll also have an episode on some new updates on medications for asthma during asthma month. Uh, we have a new episode on myth busting, looking at some headlines and common medical misconceptions in the media. And then on a lighter note, we're going to look at a new publication in the New England Journal about the impact of coffee on our health. So why don't we get started and introduce our guests. So now on to our special guests. I'm very excited. Uh, we have Dr. Nick Stein, our Senior Vice President for Population Health here at Common Spirit. Nick, thanks for joining us. Good to be here, Tom. And back again, we have Dr. Ankara Sagar, our Vice President for Clinical Standards and an Associate Professor at Creighton University. Ankara, thanks for joining us. Thanks. Great to be here. Well, let's jump right in. And Nick, I want to ask you, give us the context. Like, why are we talking about this now? And what has changed that to make this uh, such an urgent issue for you and, and, and actually, you know, for, for all of us? Yeah, as you know, I'm, I'm very excited about uh, the potential here. And I'd say three main reasons for that. Uh, one is, as you know, we've had a major breakthrough in treatment just in the past decade. We've gone from the days of interferon, ribavirin, horrible side effects, lousy cure rates, to uh, a new generation of direct acting antivirals that um, are successful in curing more than 95% of the time and very well tolerated. So it's a game changer, uh, an enormous opportunity. Um, and I say the second is the opportunity for impact. This is a major public health challenge. It's the most common bloodborne infection in the U.S., a uh, major cause of liver cancer. Um, it has a strong health equity element in terms of there being strong disparities in terms of who gets screened, who gets successfully treated. Um, and new infections have doubled over the past decade, so um, particularly driven by IV drug use. So it's something we really need to catch up on and, and, and really do a better job serving our, our communities in, 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 in tackling this. The third I'd say is the opportunity for a health system like Common Spirit to sort of lead a national call to action on this. Um, there's an article in JAMA recently by Francis Collins um, sort of laying out the opportunity here, the imperative um, and some of the tools to get us there that I think is really important. Great. I mean, I, I like the concept where there's so many things that have come together that it's time for a call to action. It's time to come on. Let's do this. And I, and thank you for for pulling that that article up and, and highlighting that for all of us. So, so Ankara, as you look at this through your lens of uh, dissemination, implementation, um, talk. What are you thinking about? How are we going about tackling this here at Common Spirit? And you know, as others listen to us and other health systems, how should they think about this? So, what's going on there? So first things first, um, we were fortunate to have a lot of national thought leaders within Common Spirit in the Hep C treatment area. Um, so we've been able to develop guidelines. They are 
one page. So you I've can heard that they're one page. That's they're exciting. one page. Exactly. So you can print them out, stick them to your desktop, uh, put them on a wallpaper. But we can do this. Primary care, this is the time where we could really step up and be able to treat Pepsi. And we are so fortunate that the markets that we're meeting with individually have been very excited. They are starting to identify primary care champions, physicians, and APPs who mm -hmm. will develop this niche uh, within their practice. The second thing that we've found is we have major resources within Common Spirit we can leverage. So one is our specialty pharmacy colleagues who are able to help us through the prior authorization and the counseling process for patients, which is a huge help when it comes to treatment. And the second is Project ECHO under Dr. Kadri's leadership at Baylor has been just phenomenal for us because they are helping our clinical teams really gear up and walking them side by side, holding their hand as they start treating patients, which mm -hmm. is very helpful. Yeah. But the third most important part is screening. As Dr. Stein mentioned earlier, a lot of undiagnosed hep C in the US. So we really want to focus on getting our patients screened. The guideline is simple. If you are an adult, you need to be screened. <laughs> Wait, go over that again one more time. I missed that. So that's a complicated one. It is. So if you are an adult over the age of 18, you must be screened once in your lifetime. Got it. That's it. Great. Well, I, I, you know, there's so many good things about this. It's multidisciplinary. I love working with our pharmacy colleagues. Uh, that's really a great collaboration. The Project Echo, if people don't know that, they should Google that, look it up. Great project and really love working with our Baylor colleagues there. Nick, something that we've talked about here is, you know, kind of why is U.S. healthcare systems across the country not doing a better job screening for folks in this space? What What is the story behind that? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I think a few reasons. One is the population impacted by this is one that has historically been one of the most challenging for healthcare to successfully engage and keep engaged in treatment. Um, so a lot of co-occurring HIV, IV drug use, um, housing instability, incarceration, um, the patients that, you know, we really need to be proactive and really thoughtful about how we engage, um, but a little more challenging than, uh, than some other populations to, uh, to make sure that we can bring in an impact. And other than that, I think there's a lot of inertia related to the interferon days. You know, I think we're all a little traumatized by that. We remember how brutal it was to try to treat this and how specialty dependent um, the drug costs were initially, you know, prohibitive, $90,000 for a treatment course. They're down to about $20,000, so still not cheap, but um, a lot more affordable for, for states and payers. Um, and there are still some antiquated restrictions at the state level around prior authorization or sobriety requirements, things that... Um, are kind of antiquated. And I think uh, if we can impact those as well, we'll open up opportunity. Great. So it makes a lot of sense. It's sort of the lingering effects of the old way of treatment. And uh, we really got to pull ourselves out of that. Um, so I'm going to last, just to wrap up a little bit, you and I talked a little bit about the other side of the, the cross from us at the table. Our patients might be feeling some stigma related to being screened. And then quick mention of a clinical decision support tool, which of course is a passion of mine. So Sure. You're absolutely right. So there's there are multiple stakeholders in the equation and patients are really important to us because they're like Dr. Stein mentioned, there is a stigma around who may be at risk depending on the behavior. But in primary care, we are very good in motivational interviewing and being non-judgmental. So we just have to make sure that we're counseling our patients 
that this is a once in a lifetime test um, if you are not at increased risk and it's something really important and can prevent mortality at the end of the day for the patient. When it comes to clinical decision support, um, really kudos to the informatics teams and leadership in helping us think about how do we make it easier for our primary care teams to remember to do HEP screening, but also to know when a patient's HEP screening has been completed previously. So more to come on that as we build this journey with them and our primary care teams are going to be a key stakeholder in making sure all of those tools work. Great. Well, very exciting work. Thank you both for, you know, you know, bringing this forward. Uh, I think, Nick, I think your use of the call to action is, is an exciting way to look at this. Um, really makes me proud, you know, being part of Common Spirit that we're going to lead in this space nationally. Uh, so thank you both for your leadership and your efforts here at Common Spirit. Thanks. So thank you for joining me and I'll see you at the next five minute check-in.